Bienvenidos a los amigos Flyweight Podcast. I am your host, Joy Basayo. And to my left, I have Kwabi Kaudo. And I also have Cal Ness. And we are in Idaho, Utah, Weedaho with the First Light guys. What's up, boys? And we are just having an absolute blast. Oh, wait Thank you fun. for having us. Happy to be here. We got Logan, who is in charge of everything waterfowl, correct? That's true. Big waterfowl guy. And then we got Casey, who is just the acronym king of yesteryear. It is blowing my <laughs> mind, dude. Say hi. Hello. <laughs> That's good. That's Man actually of many good. words. The thing is, I was worried maybe that, you know, guy who comes out of his shell so easy, you get him on the pod and like sometimes those guys, they just clam up a Clams little bit. Clams up. Some... I'm interested to see how this goes with Casey because you're not quite so quiet usually. Like you know right what? now, you would have interrupted me ten times. You know, let me just start by how the morning started. We got set up. They got here at like three thirty to the blind just to get our spot because we're hunting public, right? And then also, we start like messing around. I yawn, and Casey <laughs> puts his disgusting cracked finger in my mouth. Like before the day even starts and i just met the guy and i wanted to just punch his absolute lights out it was so disgusting i wanted to die it was bloody too it was gross dude what do you have to say for yourself i'd say you're painting a pretty terrible picture of me right now and, dude it's the I, truth i mean it woke like, you up didn't like it, it. <laughs> no it didn't it just made me blood red mad in Casey's defense, he was probably thinking, like, who, who the fuck is this guy to come and yawn? <laughs> Not in my blood. So we get out there, though, and the morning was kind of slow, actually. I mean, we had a few birds. Like, we had we had shot some birds, for sure, but our hunt got really good as the day went on. Yeah, it was really good. What time do you feel like it started to get really good? Because I kind of feel like it was when we got back from pizza. It was about midday, honestly, which yeah. is interesting. Literally, probably around twelve thirty is when things started to turn on. Uh, midday flight, and it was the flight, which you know we'll take that all day. Naturally, it was as soon as Cal and Casey took a boat ride uh, back to get a pizza for the blind, which we still greatly, greatly appreciate. I'm not sure all it. of us would be here yeah. today had we not. But uh, much to Joey and I's luck, them getting out of the blind, getting in the boat, and heading in uh, must have had some of the ducks fooled because Joey and I got to experience some of the biggest groups of the day uh, while these guys were very graciously getting us. And honestly, pizza. I think it was because we were hiding our small white faces, whereas you guys have very big white faces. Sure. You know? The thing is, though, don't is act that, like you're not impressed. <laughs> I'm the not. Thing, the thing is, though, is that, you know, Casey and I, we've adjusted to having big faces. So we know you have to kneel down. You have to get tucked in. I think there was some other folks that were do you know they say, Do you know what they say about big faces? I, I don't. Big ski masks. <laughs> That's true. That's true, dude. That's, you can't deny it. Can't deny that. That's just fact. No, but seriously, being in Idaho is like the coolest thing ever. This has always been like a bucket list hunt of mine to come and hunt this river. And like my favorite way to hunt ducks is on water and small groups trickling in and like you have to do a little bit of work for them but not too much work and the coolest part about like this area is you set up the decoys this morning and i'm looking at it and i'm like these are really close to the bank yeah dude 
how are these going to come into this? And they took the elevator all the way down. There was no first, second pass. It was just they're 80 yards up, and all of a sudden they're just sucking all the air out of the sky, wee-wee in the mouth, all the way down to the water, you know? I wish this was on video so you could see Casey making (laughs) just ridiculous actions to this. You have an acronym for this? People can't see with their ears. (laughs) That's true. That's also a fact. Fact King now, too, actually. We had some good timing, though. Uh, you guys all had some great timing. Yeah. Um, maybe your delayed flights were even United a Airlines blessing in disguise. United Airlines is actually the worst at timing. Um, just going to throw that out there. It was pretty terrible in terms of uh, the experience of flying here. But that's not anyone's fault other than United. I take it you guys have a Delta sponsorship for the show. We don't. I wish. Um, or we Could wouldn't have been on those piece of shit United flights. Uh, so... <laughs> The Delta flights were like five times the amount of money um, as the United flights were to get here. I know why now, because they leave on time or on the day, you know, that they say they're going to leave. So that's a major key is, you know, you want to leave on the day that your flight's supposed well, to back, back to the blessing in disguise that it was. It, it seems that you guys had timed it quite well because, uh, I mean, you talk about some of the just the, the callability of some of the birds that we saw today and... I mean, it, there's a lot of birds migrating. These are a lot of new birds to the area. You know, it, it just shows you it's it's not all local birds. And, you know, for a lot of people across the country, it's been tough. Dude, yeah, well, we finally got some weather. Finally got I was some telling, weather. I was telling Ray it was like 55 degrees on Christmas in Minnesota. Like, what? It was disgusting. It was bad. It was very bad. We got so, four and a half inches of rain in four days. Yeah. Dude, there was, and there's been so many guys that have just mentioned over and over again, like, oh, you know, maybe the duck numbers are wrong and whatever. Well, they just hadn't, they just hadn't left Canada until they had to, obviously. So that's, that was very, uh, that was very fortunate for us because it timed out very well. Um, and I agree with you, Joey. I mean, you know, obviously, but dude, shooting birds on water, it's just, it's so cool. And we got pretty lucky in the sense that we were able to really pick out a lot of greenheads today. We picked out so many greenheads yeah. today. <clears throat> when I say this is my favorite kind of hunting, I mean it just because there there's singles, doubles, quads, quintuplets coming in. There was one group where we had a group of five mallards come in, and they're right in the middle of the flock as they're starting to come in, and then they flare right at the top of the decoy, so they're, they're at like 15 yards. There's two right in the middle, and the hens were pretty close to them. All of a shot, the two drakes die, the hens fly away, and we're all just like, absolutely, yes. <laughs> it felt so good. Tell me that didn't feel good. Felt wonderful. That's all you got for me? <laughs> Casey, you have shut down since the podcast began recording. <clears throat> to his defense, we have been up since 2.30 this morning. That's true. That's 100% true. I, I mean, but like he was fine. And Big Cat here, well, you know, Monster Energy can only get you so far throughout the day. <laughs> You need to get some of those red lines, bro. We are coming off uh, hot off a trip to uh, the Green Timber, though. Um, so it's been a long couple weeks for the Big Cat and I here. How was the timber? It was very timbery. It was woody. It was woody. <laughs> like uh-huh. wood duck woody or just I'd tree say, woody? I'd say lack of duck woody. Really? Nice. You know, just your typical... You know, it, we were just talking about how rough it's been for everyone around the country. We haven't had the weather to push the birds south, and the further south you go to hunt, the tougher um, it's been on them, right? So, uh, I mean, we we hunted hard for, you know, the week that we were down there, and, you know, 
thank God we didn't get skunked any days we went out. We, we again, did have a couple good days. We did we have a one morning days. where was, was, we got a mixed bag, but it was a uh, you know we had five of us, and I think we were I think we were too shy of our limit. Um, but mixed bag of random random mix of of uh, puddle ducks, but it was it was shooting. It was a good time. Yeah, that's good. And the culture down there. I mean, yeah. right? I mean, anytime you get an opportunity to go to a place where, um, you know, duck culture is just so important to people, you're around just people that you relate to, uh, and you can really just connect and reconnect with, um, you know, that that side of your social circle is is awesome. Um, and speaking from just a product perspective, uh, to to be down there and be with you know guys who are getting after it in the timber every single day i mean that's the sort of exposure we need if we're going to continue to you know make badass product for those guys down there you know we got to go down there experience it ourselves but also it gave us the opportunity to talk to you know not only were we down there for a week doing it ourselves and putting the gear through all the paces but we were also able to talk to guys who we have been giving the gear to all season. You know, you guys, for example, you were the first of our group to to hit the green timber with some of our new products that were that we're testing, and yeah. um, I mean, gave us great feedback. So like, we're able to compile that. We're able to talk to guys while we're down there, and I mean, it's honestly, it's it's that that word of mouth, that direct feedback from from our ambassadors like yourselves that uh, give us a leg up. You know, on all the the new products that we're launching for that category. Well, and and speaking of that. Um, you guys are one of the sponsors of this podcast and the YouTube channel and all that stuff. And we greatly appreciate that. But that's one of the things that I really wanted to dive into was you being the waterfowl guy and coming up with all these products and how clothing fits people. Like, I feel like I have so many questions for you, but just to start it off is when you're coming up with all these products, how are you pulling like to make all of this gear, like how are you coming up with these ideas and how to make shit better? Well, that's a great, that's a great question. I think there's a couple of approaches. Uh, I, one of the approach is something that we were just talking about in the piece that you're wearing right now. Uh, we were talking about how it is a, a more of an old school silhouette, something that you have seen in waterfowl since the eighties, but we figured out how to make it better. We've updated it. We're using, you know, better fabrications, better fit blocks, uh, better functionality. Um, and honestly, the, the systems that they play in now are so much more advanced than they were. But so that's one way to go about it. It's it's make it better, make a better mousetrap. Um, and then the other is is pushing into new categories and coming up with brand new solutions for problems. And the way that we attack that is just what I alluded to is that you you have to have your pulse and you have to be talking with people who are doing it every single day, who are getting after it, you know. 100 days a season 90 days a season 80 days a season 60 days a season uh the guys who are living it and um and and that's really how we identify those needs and the the things that are missing in the market and just things that complain that need a a solution for a a gun hook for example a place to hang your gun a, a water bottle pouch um you know pouches for your shells are you carrying your shells in your in your box or do you want to pour them into an external pouch well and one thing that i've ran into in the past that i know casey's pretty passionate about is when you're hunting a public spot and let's say you're creating a bag right you want to have like all these compartments that it fits x amount of shells into you want to be able to fit a jacket into it and whatever but at the end of the day there's not enough room to throw garbage from other people who are hunting that public spot and i feel like you guys are actively thinking about that shit which is different because when i go into the spot and i have a bag 
the bag is too small, you know, or it's not waterproof or it's not, I don't have a Doesn't place have to put my water bottle. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, obviously you're hunting and you're talking to a lot of people. So with you being in charge of coming up with all this stuff for waterfowl, do you feel like there's a, I feel like in certain companies there's like a, like a budget restriction Whereas I feel like with First Light, it's like, we need to make shit that works. Like, do you, do, have you had that pushback before? No, not necessarily as, as far as that. Obviously, when you start the development of a product, uh, I mean, we, we live in the real world. Yes, we are going to make the absolute most badass product we can. Um, we are going to change the game. We're going to push limits. Um, but at the end of the day, the thing that allows us to do that is, you know, money coming in. You know, we got to sell stuff. And so... Um, it's like such a blend because you have to look at it from a perspective of like, is this a product that's going to be something that everybody's going to want to use because then it will obviously sell. Exactly. There just, there just has to be a business. There has to be a business plan behind it, right? For There's sure. got to be demand in the market. Like you just can't come up, you can't create demand. Uh, so from that standpoint, that that's the other thing is we, we can look at what's trending in the market. We can look at our own sales trends to uh, see where we might have opportunity. But at the end of the day, just keep bringing this full circle. It comes back to being connected with the customer and being connected with the guys who are getting after it because ultimately those are who's dictating what's happening in this culture and those are who are driving demand because uh, whether with their own purchasing power or just their own influence. I mean, people look to guides. People look to influencers, guys like yourselves who are getting after it all the time for their gear picks. They, they're interested in what you guys are using and, um, and what you stand behind, right? And I think today in the world of sponsorships, it's very, very easy to uh, to collect a paycheck and stand behind products that um, maybe that you don't strongly believe in, but who are paying the bills. And again, just bring it back full circle one more time. Like that is why these relationships, uh, you know, having the relationships, the opportunities with you guys to get out in the field um, is just so important and you know crucial to the whole the whole thing. Well, and that's and that's one thing that I really appreciate about you specifically is you'll say, Hey, how is that product working out for you? And I'll be like, I don't like this part of it. And I know that you're writing it down and it's getting changed and you'll send a remake of it and it's changed. And so like when it comes to working with a company, it's so exciting where it's like my input actually matters. Where in like, I've talked to other people who have been sponsored by a company for 10 plus years. And there's like, yeah, you know, it's keeping the lights on. And it's just when we did this thing, I'm like, I do not want to be <laughs> that. We like, obviously, we took a long time. Like, we took a long time deciding, like, what. Because the thing is, too, is for us. And it's you like, certainly didn't do it for the money. No, I mean, <laughs> no, no. yeah. And, dude, the thing is, like, you know, for us, we realized that, like, putting a camo company, like, behind us and with us, too, it's sort of like who we're becoming in a way, right? I mean, that's that's the truth of it. So, that's why we did take so long and wear so many different camos and like try to figure out like not only what is going to be great gear, but like what company is actually really invested in it and, and invested in us at the end of the day, because we want to make things better. We want to make the products that we're using better for the people that we know are going to hunt like we do. And that's why it's, I mean, this is a, it's a partnership. It's not a sponsorship. You know what I mean? And I think like there's a, there's an important distinction to be made there. And, um, just put a bow on this one like couldn't be yeah. more more stoked to i mean this is our second time in the field actually but 
being able to, and I'm gonna. This is gonna alter. This is ultra segue. You can thank me. For this I one love later. it. <laughs> segue your ass off. That's why it was so exciting when you guys said you wanted to come out here because we were immediately so excited to show you this place because coming from the Midwest, being a guy that you know grew up hunting in Michigan, um, I know what it's like for me. You know, it was like for me moving out here uh, and, and discovering all this stuff for the first time. Um, Casey. I mean, literally held my hand and show, show me a whole new world. Like that was like, that was him. And, and Are you I his think, Jasmine? I th- oh yeah. No, that, that was Aladdin. Oh, he's, he's my AWNW, yes. bud. AWNW. <laughs> a whole new world. Cheers to that. That was a good one. There you go. Drink to that. But anyways, we were we were so stoked um, to show it to you, and you know, Casey was just like so on board from the beginning to do the same thing, you know, for y'all that that he did for me, and for that, you know, I could not be more more thankful for you know him showing me the ropes when I moved here and and showing me everything that um, all, all the great experiences we've had hunting here in Idaho, uh, and you know, to then be able to to show it to you guys was was super cool. Even like the the small water stuff we did, it, you know, literally in our backyard when you guys first got here, I, you know, I was probably most excited to show you guys that because i mean that's that's the type of stuff where you know we're getting out and hunting you know before work after work and you know that's stuff that you guys can certainly relate to yeah man absolutely small water stuff yeah is that where you find the biggest variety of birds Hmm. like back home you're saying no i think just in general or your experience here oh Oh yeah, like we shot yeah. mergs, we shot golden eyes, we shot mallards, we shot teal, and, and we, saw uh, we we saw Canada geese. You know, we saw a lot of swans. You know, pintails. it was a lot of fun. Yeah, we they saw gave a couple us a slip. Yep, pintails yeah. gave us a slip, but like it was it was exciting. They did coming. that today too. They did that today too. Yeah, Grant said though there was one that was at like ten feet. And we just totally didn't see it because I, I don't. We I don't know if I believe that. I mean, we're, my eyes were open. I, dude, my I eyes were wide open. I didn't see it. All day, wide open. Didn't see, didn't see it at all. Yeah, I didn't see it either. Um, no idea if it was real or not. But Grant says he saw it. Uh, but we were pretty fixated on just picking off our last few green heads. So I was very fixated on yeah. green beans. Yeah, 100%. big time. Yeah, yeah. So Casey, that Let's said, uh, do you like this style of hunting on water? Have you done like a lot of field hunting around here? Because obviously, we're not going to see any fields. I have not done a ton of field hunting. I definitely have, and I've, I love doing it. Uh, yeah. But I've not done a ton of it. But I'm typically always hunting water. Um, we had a pretty good time in uh, in Oregon uh, last year with uh, born and raised guys. Yeah. Um, get get to hunt. Shoot, you want to talk about geese? We had to take a test. There, you know, there's seven different kinds of geese. Seven, six. Seven, six, six, I think it's kinds seven. Of, seven kinds of well, six you can shoot, one that you definitely can't shoot. That's why I have to take a test. Yeah, dusky. Yeah, very, very important that you don't shoot that one. <laughs> so, um, but we had a we had a good time. The, the specs and the the cacklers that was a that was a you know new experience for us. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. We also got the specs a little bit down in Arkansas too. I, I think those are in recent years my new favorite bird. I mean, they they taste amazing, and if you look at them right, they'll fall out of the sky. Um, yeah. So big fan. You yeah, guys but, were with Eric, I'm guessing. Eric, uh, Eric, Eric, and Cody both. We yeah. we were yeah we were able to hunt with both of them uh, for geese last year, which yeah. was, which was awesome. Well, Eric's a maniac, so oh, guy is incredible on the call. Yeah, just a good goose hunter in general. Yeah, no, but yeah. like Casey, you've been growing up hunting this river. 
your entire life. Your dad helps manage a duck club. And so, like... Well, that, that'd be waking my... My a uh, couple of my good buddies, family members do, but not mine personally. But more, more or less, just non-blood related. Yeah, but family nonetheless. Exactly. Yeah. No. So like, it, I, it's so interesting when we come to a new place like this. Obviously, each area you go to, the birds are different and whatever. So I really look to someone like you to like follow your lead, essentially. And then how'd that as, go for you today? Say that again. How'd that go fun. for you today? How did it go for me I today? I was following you. I was following, following you. That's all I was doing. Uh, we followed the shit out of your lead, Casey, and it turned <laughs> out just fine. Uh, more than just fine. It turned out fantastic. No, like, if, if, like, when we go to a new spot and the birds aren't flying immediately, right away in the morning, and the guy's getting really frustrated, I'm like, oh, shit, we're screwed, you know? But you were like, no, it's good. It'll just turn yeah. on. It'll, it'll just turn on. It'll get better and better, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. And so like back home, that is not what happens. If you right. don't get that first flight, okay, you wait till the 9 a.m. flight on water specifically. And if they don't come to the 9 a.m. flight, you're, you're packing breakfast. up before 11. Yeah, you're looking for breakfast fast. You're looking for breakfast. And here you are just eyes to the sky, just like, nah, 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 nah. they're coming. I'm also one of those guys who, you know, is, I just I like being outside. And, you know, even if the hunting's not hot, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm gonna sit all day to maybe pull the trigger once. So yeah, that's that could have been said. the case today too. But luckily, it wasn't. Logan said that before we get out here. He's like, just so in case he like he'll be fine sitting all day. Just so you guys know, and we we're like, it's fine. So one thing that I noticed out here um, when I found out we were coming out to Idaho, I looked on Onyx, which is another sponsor of our podcast, and there is a bunch of nonsense when it comes. There's like BLM land. There's private slash public. There's different rules when it comes to like if you're touching the bottom of the river bottom versus the physical land there's high water marks how do you guys navigate that with onyx uh you can't really do it with onyx per se but i mean it's high water mark is just it's literally it's there's a lot of times there's like a about what's what i'm looking for there's a a marker like, yeah or like a general trend you can go but like not down here but it's typically it's high water mark and you literally look for like the high water mark on the bank you can see where the historical high water mark where the floodplain would be um, and that's that's your boundary uh, you know anything yeah. else is trespassing and it's uh you really got to be cognizant of that because it's not uh it's not uh something people take to very kindly it's right. a bit yeah. yellowstone-ish um, and they take you to the train branches. station. Oh boy! I mean, we're we just driving here. I mean, you just drive through a bunch of desert. You're like, if I died out here, no one ever find me. I just decompose. I'd be buzzard food. <laughs> just decompose. Oh my! Well, like that that place that we hunted in your backyard, they had that little step step ladder over the barbed wire fence. Yeah, that's yeah. that's new to me, man. It, in, uh, welcome, yeah. Welcome. welcome to the jungle. <laughs> That's what the sign said. <laughs> um, no, and, and I will say uh, our local communities, local fishing game, um, forest service, state parks. I mean, I, I got to give it up to Idaho, uh, having hunted, um, been blessed to hunt in a lot of different places. Um, and I'm not saying that other states don't do a great job, but uh, Idaho definitely does a good job. Um, uh, shout out to our own meat eater for their own. Uh, public access initiatives um we've done a lot to open up uh public access <laughs> but um 
it, that's that's the reason why we're able to take man-made stairs over barbed wire fences to hunt sweet backwater sloughs, um, you know, in the middle of paradise. It's it's because of that. Despite the shit that I'm getting from the rest of the room right now, it's true. Well, Casey brought it in fucking grill spatula to open his beer. There's a bottle opener on there. I see that now. It's incredible. Joke's on you. Yeah. This guy's got a fucking... It's like a 24-inch long grill spatula to open the beer. Incredible. I'm sorry, Logan, that I couldn't, I couldn't resist the scenario. So, Logan, I've gotten a billion questions about some of the stuff that we've been wearing, and one of them is the bibs. They're called the LZ bibs, correct? The LZ bibs, yes, sir. Can you please tell me a little something about them? I don't know if we're allowed to talk about them or not, but we have you on the podcast, so we might as well. You know what? Um, well, these three empty Coors Lights next to me say that we can talk about it. <laughs> so the LZ Bib, some, a product that I'm very excited about. It's been in the works for three years now. Uh, when we launched into the waterfowl category, we first we wanted to bookend it. We wanted to make sure that we had the most extreme weather gear for the most hardcore goose hunters. And if you can think of the most hardcore goose conditions, it is... I mean, think of North Dakota in, you know, the middle of December and it is just absolutely howling straight line winds and, you know, sub-zero temperatures and you needed the refuge kit, the refuge park and bib, you know, for that most extreme weather. Um, that being said, the goose season and the goose hunting opportunities across the country every flyway are vastly greater in temperatures above freezing mm -hmm. um and for that you know we we definitely needed a non-insulated bib and there's some big opportunities there to change the game and move that category forward um you know we heard the complaints of the goose hunters we heard the needs of the goose hunters we knew what was breaking on the bibs we knew we figured out how to fix it what was breaking on the bibs yeah let's talk about what we all know is breaking on the bibs the lower zipper no shit huh? from the knee down uh can't and believe it unfortunately uh there is no such thing as a mud proof ice proof zipper these days you've got uh generally the bigger tooth zipper you go the better success you have but ultimately metal zippers are going to corrode and bend and uh the plastic ones will eventually just just break um and so coming up with a new solution to close that that bottom leg uh seamlessly but also being completely impervious to uh mud ice water corrosion um you know was something that uh, we had to solve for so what'd you do some stuff <laughs> some really some magical but we're still keeping it a little stuff. secret it's well cutting played. edge well played cutting cutting edge stuff um that has only been around for the last uh, uh pretty much since the north pole was invented and uh that is magnets so uh, we got yeah. a pretty slick magnetic closure uh coming that that secures the entire bottom of the leg the thing's got very very high-end magnets very powerful magnets um that self-seat themselves around your muck boots um and then you do still have a full separating zipper uh, all the way up to the hip for easy on off of the truck you know when those things are just caked in mud well like probably one of the coolest things about those bibs is when you're putting on other bibs um it, let's just say you're getting out of the truck it's howling wind it's snowing and you have your boots on right it is so hard to get your damn bibs on because you have to fully unzip the bibs and then get your boots in. 
but with the magnets, you can stick your boots. You can have your boots on and still get your your bibs on. Right, because yeah. they're high. The magnets are high enough up that there's enough like room that you can put your boot through the pant without it being a problem. How about that? Another thing I actually really like about them, which is kind of a funny like small thing, but when you put them on and the magnets come together at the bottom, it holds your pants straight so that when you zip down the bib, instead of it bending, like the issue is always at the knee, right? They're not held yep. together at the bottom, so they're all flailed open. Yep. And then you get caught. Then you have to pull them together and try and hold them together while you zip the rest of the bib down. It's one-handed, baby. And it's one-handed. Pretty slick. It's pretty slick. Pretty slick. I'm, yeah. I'm really, you know, it, it's really uh, awesome to hear, you know, you guys say that because you know, you guys have been through it. I mean, how many pairs of bibs has this room been through? Uh, you know what I mean? Like probably, probably 60. Question, well, probably close to as many waiters. Many you know what I mean? Yeah, right. And, uh, and that's, you know, that's the other thing that we're working on solving right now as well. Uh, and more to come on the, on the waiter conversation, maybe on the next podcast. Uh, but long story short is, uh, you know, waiters from first light are coming. Um, but we understand, uh, that there's a high, we have a, we owe our customer the absolute perfect product and we are going right at the top with this one. Yeah. I mean, this is a giant yeah. killer. This is going to be the greatest waiter ever created and uh and we're gonna stand behind it but before we do we're gonna make damn sure that it's it's perfect and ready to go yeah i'm stoked about them yeah big fan they're good big we've had, we've had a good time in them this week for sure mm-hmm. yeah. i've stayed dry that's the biggest thing that's a big thing especially when you're dealing with some of the weather that we've had um <laughs> over the yeah. past couple of days and, and and to be fair we've seen everything we have seen sub-zero freezing snow uh super cold busting ice or busting our ass on ice on the bank like uh, to today i mean when we were making that last uh that last run to the dock it was you know 50 degrees and sunny we had our shades on <laughs> so being able to stay comfortable through all those uh different changing environments you know is is real important right dude so you just moved to idaho how long ago I, I, I keep saying just, uh, but it's already been almost four years. It'll be four years uh, here in a month. So when you're when you're waterfowl hunting, what's like the biggest difference between the Midwest to the West? That's a great question. Um, uh, more ducks. Um, the great <laughs> the Great Lakes Flyway, sure. if you can if you can still call it that, has been uh, you know it's been really tough over the last twenty years. Um, I mean, you want to listen to some old guys talk about the good old days go spend a couple hours in a michigan dive bar and they'll tell you about how great the waterfalling was on saginaw bay you know 100 years ago um and and um yeah yeah seriously that's just back back when they were dumping them with lead you know like honestly like back whenever they're oh back when we could shoot lead it was great like yeah no kidding no kidding it was but the fucking blue bulls were just (laughs) flying down the flyway shit you'd have to screw on your toque extra tight (laughs) shit nailed it slowly This is honestly what drew drew me to this podcast. I was Midwest Flyways. I'll never forget the first time I heard you guys. You were actually on Vortex Nation. I was driving up north uh, to deer hunt, and I was listening to podcasts and heard you guys, and I was like, oh, these guys get me. (laughs) They're kind of weird. They're from the Midwest. They sound definitely weird. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. I think we actually bickered on that podcast for a little while, too. (laughs) Yeah. No, we're not right in the head. Right. It was, it was, it was, it was great. And honestly, I mean, shit. It was literally that podcast that led me to asking 
Wade to introduce me to you guys, which led us to our Nebraska hunt last year in Nebraska, and which led us to finally here in Idaho, yeah. which is which is pretty sweet. Working on some cool stuff together. Yes, sir. Hundred percent. So that, you know, not to segue into the next thing, but um, Casey, big Idaho duck hunter, right? Agree. Big Idaho, <laughs> Utah. Yeah, I mean. We the hoe. We the hoe. Exactly. So um, you asked me out in the blind today, you're like, how does this sound? And then you blew your duck call. And I was like, no, it sounds good. And I, I could tell you wanted like some constructive criticism. 100%. And then you and I went out um, while Cal was cooking us a phenomenal dinner. Phenomenal Absol- dinner. Absolute magic. We, so we magic cooked up. quacker we made, we made in my work. belly. No one's, no one's hungry. We cooked up 28 mallards. Phenomenal. Thank you, sir. Pesto Cap- pasta, a little bit of P. Caesar salad. Come on. Oh, Come on with right. it. Very you delicious. Know. Very delicious. Props to Cal cheers, for that. Cheers. Well and then played. you and I went outside for, what, 15 minutes? That was the highlight of my evening. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys do outside for 15 well, minutes? <laughs> well, we had our clothes on, for starters. How about that? Okay. Well, I got some. So not that I've much never. <laughs> grew up a bird hunter, but I've never had any, like, I don't know. I've. Everything I've done has been solo, trying to figure it out. Like in the 15 minutes that I got to spend with the, with Joe, just the this, the small base with tongue pressure and just you know, uh, you know how how you're taking your breath. Everything was very beneficial, and I we thoroughly enjoyed it. And I I learned a lot. Got to practice. I will continue to. But um, Joe, also while we we're out there, let me tell you. Made me giggle harder than I've laughed in a long time. <laughs> Funny character that Joe. He's a weird guy for sure. Yeah, he's he's very much agree. Can laugh at him in many different ways. No, it was uh, it was it was great. That was a lot of laughing, but I feel like very productive in the sense of just the small pointers. He was he was letting my way to to fine tune my my uh, my quacking, and yeah. I'm uh, appreciative. And it was a. Uh, you know, perfect practice makes perfect. I'll never be perfect, but I will continue to practice. And I'm, you know, optimism. It's uh, kill a few more ducks by making a few better duck sounds. Yeah, dude. Well, so, it's it's not like you were lacking in anything. It's just I remember when I was really trying to become better. Calling that no like one four was hours a day. Back when yeah, you had really long hair. He did before dude. that. Before the long. Before hair. the long hair. Yeah, I had the long hair in 2016. And so it was about 11 years ago, 10 years ago is when I really focused on like becoming better at duck and goose calling. And uh, I remember calling all the people who are so much better than me, like just phenomenal. And they were just like, "Ah, I'm too busy. Ah, Look it up on YouTube. Buy my calling tutorial. You know, Tim Grounds is like, oh, Joel, I'm I'm too busy. You know, I have a I have a DVD you can buy. It'll make you better. I'm like, thanks, Tim. You know. But if someone would have just sat down with me and been like, no, you're pushing your ear a little bit too weird, it would have saved me hours literally by sa- myself. Literally was like the best 15 minutes I could have imagined for. And with the 15 minutes outside with, uh, with Joe, just the quick pointers, trying to fine tune stuff was was it stuck it was very helpful and i'm i'm eager to put it to use and for all you listeners out there if you're looking for some of your own personal joy Vasalo calling tips you can head on over to the midwest flyways youtube Dude, channel oh god which <laughs> is what bro i did uh have done many times in the last year as i uh work 
on making more goose noises uh, with my goose call. Do you know why I always drink with your left hand? I don't know. So your right hand's available to shake. There you go. So That's uh, adorable. Yeah. What if someone's left-handed, though? We don't believe in left-handed Got people. It. You just don't shake. No, you just don't shake people with left left hand. Yeah, I tell you what, when we're when we're when we're looking at a jacket and we're like, it's got too many pockets. Pocket needs to come off. <laughs> the left handed the left handed <laughs> pocket <laughs> is the first one to go. We're like, ah, forget them. <laughs> I apologize. That's that's only kind of true. This is all getting edited. I'm hoping. <laughs> Absolutely not. Dude. Absolutely not. Okay. All right. So you you grew up upland hunting. Okay, let's, let's get back to the thing here. You grew up, you grew up upland hunting. Holy shit! And you segued yourself into waterfall, or you had a buddy that took you, or how'd that go? Correct. Yeah, exactly. It was uh, oh one, one of the two, or both of the two. None of your business. <laughs> <laughs> I had a couple buddies after high school. Um, took a year off after high school, and that's when I really got into it. I had a couple buddies. Uh, who are, who are hanging back and just really getting after it and hopped in with them and they were kind of what helped me cut my teeth and really kind of get uh you know get to the point where that's all i was thinking about for you know that's that's all i wanted to do and learn to hunt on small water stuff uh very small water for natural spring creeks where there are definitely birds around but not like you see on bigger water but when you're getting lights out days on small water, there's nothing better. But yeah, small water canoe stuff is uh, was how I kind of figured it out and got into it. And then uh, it's, where, it's where I don't know. From where, there, you where, started where the hook, where getting the more It's where I started spending a lot more money. Yeah, yeah. I always thought you money. got into waterfowl because you got tired of killing big bucks and big bulls. I didn't shoot a buck until 2018. This is my first deer of my is life. Is that true? That thing is massive. That was your first deer? BDFS. First deer. <laughs> what does BDSF mean? BDFS. Big Daddy Fat Sack. <laughs> that was big, big Daddy Fat Sack, huh? <laughs> don't ask questions you don't want the answer to. It's unbelievable. Did you, so because it was your first buck, did you eat his sack or his heart? Which one? Say both. I uh, listen. Both. The nuts on this thing were huge, and when you're packing an animal, you got to make some tough calls. Okay, you're like, listen, I'm going right. to take the back straps, left I'm leg, take stay. these four quarters. <laughs> and these these big nuts have got to stay. Nobody who's left-handed, you know, the left legs on the deer, we leave those. <laughs> They're not good for anything. No, pointless. Unbelievable. All right, so you've gotten into waterfall. It's just like what you're obsessed with and was there a hunt that you can think about that you can go back to where you had kind of gone off and done something that you weren't that you know accustomed to and it went great and you were like damn this is that i think you were probably talking about the time where i started killing a lot of ducks where yeah. I was, when i wasn't accustomed to doing that yeah. and that is you know that's what sets you and you're like oh it's all coming together yeah i'm i'm finally seeing why i spent all of this money yeah this is what it's about and, and where did that happen for you was that like big water small water was that in field very small water that means very small water for all of you non-spanish speakers for everyone who's not drinking a modello in the room right now 
I believe it wouldn't it be Agua Moy Pequeño, actually? Probably. Close. They use the adjective after the I'm sure you guys will get plenty of corrections sent into you on this. Oh, 100%. It's, yeah, hundred percent, and that's fine. They send us corrections all the time, and you know what we do? We um, print them off on paper, and, and we then, burn them, and then we uh, fold them up into really small pieces, and then Carter shoves them in his ass, <laughs> and and then we never see them again. So we don't actually read them. So if you send in any corrections, they won't be read. I watched a, a couple post on Instagram, Happy Halloween, and one dude, <laughs> one dude's shirt said Peter Peter Pumpkin Eater, and the other girl had a pumpkin for her shirt, and he had orange face paint around his mouth. I think I saw that one about <laughs> nine million times right now. <laughs> what the fuck? It's ridiculous. Okay. So last thing before we end the podcast here, Peter. Peter? Peter. Yes, sir. You devised a devious plan because Cal has no bands on his lanyard. And you said, I got this band from Max Prairie Wings. <laughs> We're going to slip this band on when Cal shoots a singular duck by himself. Oh, that I, I'm not going to deny saying that, but I would like to say that it was Logan's idea. Logan, Logan and you? I, well, I went along with the plan. I didn't devise it. <laughs> to be fair... They had just gotten me with the same prank in Arkansas <laughs> a week nice. prior. Nice. Okay. That one, that one, that one was me. So, when we stopped at Max on our way out of town, I saw the bands at the register for a dollar seventy-five a piece, yeah. and I thought to myself, with the boys coming to town next week, I better pick one up. <laughs> yeah. And Cal made the mistake of saying early yesterday that he had never yeah. shot a band before yeah. to which Casey looked right at me from across the room. Yeah. And then this morning, Joey, who's been attuned to the entire thing. Yep. Uh -oh. is you shot a single early on. I mean, I'm mean, one of the first ducks we shot. Yeah. You absolutely dumped. You pointed it. And, and Casey took Blanche uh, to go get it. And I mean, they were out of the blind. And Joey's looking at me just like literally <laughs> he can't look anyone in the eye. He's looking at the ground. He's walking around nervously. He's like, I, I, I just can't. And then we were waiting and we were waiting. And, but Casey didn't take that opportunity. He made yeah. us wait. So we were wondering if it was going to happen. And it took to the very last, last duck head, of the yep. day. And this is funny, too, because, like, Casey yesterday was like, dude, if you think you're going to shoot a band, like, you have to go in with that mentality. And I'm like, 100%. <laughs> so the best part was, like, now, let's just say, when I got the band, how fast did I start reading it? Like, I was like, no. Very quickly. 100%. Like, Very imme quickly. Immediately, I was like, I'm going to read everything on this band before I start to celebrate in any way. And But the best part was, so Casey is... I, I tell Casey, I'm like, yeah, no, I, I, I think I'm going to shoot it at the end of the day. I tell Casey that, like, in the beginning you of said our that. hunt. Yeah, I told yeah, Casey, I'm like, I think I'm going to shoot that. it late in the day. And Casey was like, yeah, absolutely. So the very <laughs> last duck, the very last duck, and this is why to me it, like, it like lined up in my head, right? Just so, so immediately, like, you're 100% correct. <laughs> yeah. I am no, in Casey, control of Casey, not Casey, Casey told you me are. that I was going to shoot a band late. Like, he was like... God, he was like, yeah, I actually know you're going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. I actually talked to God about it, and I'm sure it's happening. 
So okay, Casey. I'm omnipotent. So tell us, tell us from there what happened. How you hatched out this plan? Well, I mean, you it was, bastard. There was never a plan hatched out. Let's just let's just put that one out yeah. there. But, but opportunity was, presented. Yeah, itself. thank you, thank you, Buzz. You and Luggy doubled down the last two greenies of the day, and you know, Blanche goes out, gets them, brings the first one back, and there's goes like the second one, and. and he, who do I see out of my right side come weaseling over? Joe. <laughs> Are we going to do this? I'm like, yes, we're going to do What's crazy, this. dude, yes, is we're as I'm walking this. over there, I was like, weasel, 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 weasel. Yes, weasel. we're doing this. And I'm trying to slip this band on the duck's leg, and it's getting, it's, it was being a quite, bitch. doesn't quite get there. So Blanche brings the other bird back. I'm like, oh, this one's a little smaller, this orc. We get it on there. And. I'm like, all right, how do we want to do this, Joe? How do we want to do this? Like, we've got two birds here. He's like, well, let's just, how do we, you know, who shot which bird? I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. So we, we, we get in there. I'm like, all right, who shot the right bird? Who shot the left bird? And Lung's like, well, I think I shot the right bird because I'm on the left. And, <laughs> wait, that makes sense. <laughs> I was like, you're high, but we'll, we'll figure this one out. So, Cal, Cal, here's your bird, Logan. I handed it to him. We've been hanging all the birds. Like, I haven't handed a duck to a person all day. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, so I knew at this point he's about to hand me a bird that is either fake banded or is real banded, or he's going to open his hand. There's nothing there. He didn't know. He had no idea. No, you had no idea. He had no idea. Your mouth was well, wide open. Well, once I saw him open. come back with his hands around both legs, I was he like, had no idea. I'm like, okay, well, well, Cal, here you go, and grabs it, and he's like, sure he's, enough, there's like a band. He seen his, like he had seen a ghost with large hooters. <laughs> I would. I think at this point. I'm starting to think at this point I'm going to see a ghost with large hooters before I shoot a band. You mm. kind of got best of both worlds. Yeah. And, I uh, was just I was just hoping you weren't going to be pissed off because they're no, they're hatching this the plan yesterday. I was like, dude, this is bad band mojo. You can't do this. You can't do this. He's like, no, 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 fuck, fuck it. We'll we'll fucking do it. I was like, okay, sounds good. I already have bad band mojo, so <laughs> I have nothing to lose. Yeah. <laughs> But it was uh, it was a uh, zero to sixty of like seeing it like there's about six five and a half to six and a half seconds of pure elation followed by like it's not a real band you idiots like, like followed right, by yeah, hand up you, you got it you won you won <laughs> yep so I, I'd give I'd give the effort like a there's about four seconds of, of satisfaction i give it a b it was a solid b effort i mean it, it was you watched it the, was very funny you watched all the it emotions come across his face and oh, yeah. it was a good six seconds you yeah. were a very good sport yeah because i would have been fucking pissed dude the second point, i saw max i would have been like 13 right. joe was oh, thinking what is you it? were you were going to maybe really lose it <laughs> I was like, dude, we gotta play this just right so he doesn't fucking get pissed. I think at this point, dude, like I've lost, I can't remember if it's eleven or thirteen. Band you said rows. thirteen last okay, week, yeah. So I'd have to, I'd have to like sit down and think through them. But it, like I've seen them go to other people, you know, enough times. That like at this point, I'm just like, I don't care, dude. I hunt enough. I shoot birds. I have fun. It's great. I'm gonna have it happen. I'm not gonna stop hunting until I'm dead. So I'm sure by the time I'm an old man, I'll have a sick lanyard and that's fine. What's crazy is that's only like five, six years away. Right. Right. Well, I've, so, got, I've got some work to do in a few years. OGB, okay. old gray bush. 
Unbelievable. <laughs> I think that's where we cut the podcast. How about you? Oh, Gray Bush. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, don't subscribe to the podcast. Thanks so much. Oh, one more thing quick.